Welcome to SJL Daily. I'm Lisa Bond, and today our scripture reading covers Joshua 7 and 8, but we'll be looking specifically at a portion of chapter 7 that deals with the sin of Achan. So if you have your Bibles handy, you can open them to Joshua 7. But just to briefly recap, the Israelites have made it to the Promised Land. They've taken Jericho, probably one of the most familiar stories in the Old Testament, and now they're moving on through the land that God has given to them. And after this great victory, an indication of trouble can be seen right away at the beginning of chapter 7 with the word, but. But, it says, the people of Israel broke faith in regard to the devoted things, for Achan took some of the devoted things, and the anger of the Lord burned against the people of Israel. In the Battle of Jericho, God had clearly said that all living things were to be destroyed except for Rahab and her household, because remember, she had hid the spies. And those things which were of material value would go into the treasury of the Lord. Now that sounds clear and easy enough, right? Except that we like to follow our own ways when we don't like what God has said. Achan didn't like God's plan. He had a better one. And we'll soon learn that he took some of the goods from Jericho and hid them without Joshua knowing anything about it. So Joshua continues with what seems to be the logical next step in taking the promised land, moving west and into the hill country, sending spies to Ai, who come back saying that it would be easy to take because the people there were few. So the Israelites didn't send many men into battle, and they were routed. 36 of their men were killed. It reads in verse 5 that the hearts of the people melted like water after this happened. Achan's sin didn't just affect him and his family. It had ripple effects throughout the entire company of God's people. This was a clear-cut statement of God's righteous anger towards sin that cannot be misconstrued. He allowed Israel to be defeated at Ai, and Joshua, of course, was totally in the dark and in mourning about this until the Lord revealed to him why he had let his people be humiliated. So let's read verses 7 through the first part of verse 12. And Joshua said, Alas, O Lord God, why have you brought this people over the Jordan at all to give us into the hands of the Amorites to destroy us? Would that we had been content to dwell beyond the Jordan. O Lord, what can I say when Israel has turned their backs before their enemies? For the Canaanites and all the inhabitants of the land will hear of it and will surround us and cut off our name from the earth. And what will you do for your great name? The Lord said to Joshua, Get up. Why have you fallen on your face? Israel has sinned. They've transgressed my covenant that I commanded them. They've taken some of the devoted things. They have stolen and lied and put them among their belongings. Therefore, the people of Israel cannot stand before their enemies. So Joshua uses a process of discovery that points directly to Achan as the offender. In verse 21, he admitted to taking a beautiful cloak, 200 shekels of silver, and a bar of gold and hiding them in the earth inside his tent. So again, Achan's sin did not just affect his own life. Remember, 36 men were killed in battle. So Joshua took everything that was dear to Achan, his family, his livestock, and the plunder that he had prized above the word of the Lord. And everything and everyone was stoned and burned with fire. Then the Lord turned from his burning anger. 
We can draw a couple of lessons from this passage. First of all, God's word is always for his glory and for our good. When God spoke about the devoted things, he meant it for good. It's like the bumpers at the bowling alley that help us to keep the ball in the lane and out of the gutters. Bad stuff happens in the gutters. And God knows us, and he wants us to know it as well. That's why he speaks truth that needs to be heard and obeyed. Aachen learned the hard way. Secondly, why did it happen in the first place? I've heard it said that sin will exist and continue until it is replaced with something that we love more. That's the root of the problem here. Aachen loved what he saw with his eyes more than what he heard with his ears. The clear, loving, and able to keep us out of the gutter word of the Lord. What is it that you prize more than God and his word today? Let's pray. Father God, thank you for reminding us of your holiness in this passage and also the privilege of having your word to guide us. Would you please increase our love for you so that we don't choose things that can be so easily destroyed over the one who will never be? And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.